welcome to the Lotco Business Podcast, a show all about helping you as a retailer, brand, or creative understand the actual business side of running your business. I offer straightforward, practical advice about the nitty-gritty of making money from your creative passion. We will be covering bite-sized business and marketing lessons, as well as interviews with experts and trailblazers in the fashion, homewares, and design industries. My name is Melissa Robbins. I'm a business coach, colour-loving, non-coffee-drinking Melbourneian. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Melissa Robbins. I'm bringing you today five mistakes that brands make when they are approaching retailers to stock their product. So approaching buyers for when you want them to have your your product in their store. Now, this is for those brands who obviously want to add wholesale as a strong revenue stream in their business. They want to use that as one of their sales channels. They want to make sure that they have a long-term client as a wholesale buyer, as a wholesale stockist, so that they've got that opportunity to expand their reach. They can get their product out to more people. And obviously, they can borrow that audience of that retailer so they can have their product in that physical store or online store. So then it gets their product out to more people. Now, The thing is though, how do you actually go about getting stockers? Now, I've done many podcasts on this same topic and I really dive into this in a lot of detail in my Profitable Product Business Roadmap when I dive into wholesale as a sales channel. What I want to talk to you about today is what are five mistakes that I see commonly come up for brands um, when, when they're contacting the buyers. So let's get straight into it now. Number one, they don't warm them up first. I see so often brands will either just make a phone call or they'll send an email um, and they won't actually have any sort of warm up in their approach to that stockist. Um, Ideally, you would get in front of that buyer um, more than once before you actually make contact. So whether it's just through on Instagram, whether it's um, you might just send a friendly DM, not a hardcore sales DM, um, you know, saying, hey, take my product in your store, um, which which can work, by the way, <laughs> if I know I have a client who does that. Um, but it's getting in front of them first, whether it's, you know, being at a trade show, whether it's getting into other stores and so getting in front of stores that way, but getting warming up the the stores first before you even think about making a phone call. So making a phone call when you're trying to get your product into stores is like asking someone to get married, obviously, if you're using a dating app. You don't go straight in for the kill. You don't go straight into, okay, let's, you know, start a relationship together. You've got to warm up first. So don't make phone calls to people um, or buyers and actually expect to get a good response from that. You've got to warm things up first. You've got to sort of step your toe into the water, um, get in front of them on Instagram, do some trade shows go to markets, you know, try and get your other stockers to share your um, user-generated content of them actually, you know, opening the boxes of your product or showcasing how well it sells or getting photos from them. That would be ideal as well. So definitely warm up first. Number two, don't make it all about yourself. Now, I see this often when I see the emails that uh, brands try and send to buyers and they tell their whole story of everything about the brand. And it might be three to four paragraphs all about their brand, what their product is and how, um, you know, how they started, what their stories start with. Now, I love a story and I think a story is great and you want to make a connection to to the buyer. But when you're actually contacting them in an email or in a cover letter, if you're sending something physical, you've got to make sure you talk about how it can benefit them. Same way that you're an about page on 
um, on on my website or on people's websites shouldn't really be about just them. It should be about how they can help their customer. So same thing here. How does your product fit into the categories that they already have in store? How does your product suit the target market that they have? How does your product fit the mix that they have and um, the combination of products that they already have? How is your product different or why would it make sense to be in their store? So making it about the store and the buyer as opposed to about you and only you when you're talking about um, the introduction to your brand. All right, number three, and this is a similar tone here, is where you give too much information about yourself and not enough information about how to actually buy the product or what the product is. Now, let me just um, clarify that and explain that. So often brands will give too much about themselves, but they don't give enough information about how to actually um, make a decision about buying the product or not. So often when I was a retail store owner, I would get emails from uh, brands and they would say, hey, this is my brand. Um, You can find out more on Instagram. You can check us out here. These are the other stores that we're in. But they wouldn't actually give me they wouldn't include include a catalogue or a link to a catalogue. They wouldn't include any imagery. They wouldn't include their price points. They wouldn't include how that would make sense to be in my store or not. So, and then I would have to make that decision, okay, well, tell me more about it. Like, I don't want to have to respond to be able to find out more information. That first contact that you make should include information to be able to make a decision if they want to buy that product or not without having me having to go back and forward from you. So that's a fine line of, you know, too much too soon, but also giving enough to make that decision. So include what your, you know, variety of recommended retail price is. Include a couple of images in within the email so I can see whether it's right fit for me or not. Include in there a link to the catalogue so I can easily click through and see if it's right for me or not. Include maybe what your minimum um, order is so I know whether it's going to be appropriate buy for me or not. So those are the things is where you just want to give that information to allow the buyer to make a decision if they want to or if they're ready to. They may not and you may not hear from them, but that doesn't mean that they can't actually make that decision when they get that or contact from you. All right, number four, don't assume that a reply, no reply means a no and you only try once. Now, again, a fine line between being a stalker and being annoying to actually making sure that you contact people again and again. Now, anyone who has listened to my uh, podcast on number 27, it is of Jackie from the buyer from uh, Neston Burrow, she talks about this in detail. So go listen to that and check that out as well. So what she's talking about there is that she had a number of brands that have taken two years on the journey for them to actually, for her to actually make the decision to buy the product or not. So it sometimes takes a lot of nurturing, a lot of them to getting to know, a lot of back and forward, a lot of waiting. So don't be despondent if you just do not get a response that first time. You have to be persistent and you have to contact more than once. If you get a no, obviously you would stop and say, okay, they don't want it now. That's fine. That's okay. You might even reply with, is it okay if I keep you in touch with any new um, new ranges we release or new catalogs when they come out? And you might get a response that says, yeah, sure, you know, keep me in touch or no, it's not right for me, whatever that might be. But if you don't get a response, you should be sending at least, if not two to three more um, contact points to, you know, continue that conversation, see where it goes. Do not give up if you do not hear after one email or one send out of a 
sample or a catalogue. Number five, you don't invest in trade shows or boutique markets to be seen by the buyers on their terms. Now, again, it's one of those points where you need to get in front of buyers and you need to be seen multiple times before they make a decision. So being at a trade show or a boutique market, often I, as a buyer, I would go to markets that are retail markets, but then I would actually pick up new brands there, which was a great way to be to find new products. So you need to invest in those trade shows or markets to be seen by buyers, to be there on, to for them to make the decision on their term. Now, what I mean by that is they're not, you're not making that first initial contact, they are going to come up to you if they actually think that their product is right for their store. So you need to invest in those sort of things as a marketing exercise as well as a sales exercise so that you're getting in front of the buyers. The point of that you need to maybe be, someone needs to have contact with you six to eight times before they make a decision. This is where that comes into play. So being in trade, being at trade shows, being at markets again and again and again, so that you're getting in front of buyers again and again and again. And every different trade show, every different market is going to have a different mix of buyers going to it as well. Five important um, things, to mistakes that brands often make. Let's just go through them. One, you don't warm them up first. So make sure you warm up, whether it's through Instagram, social media, whether it's through, um, uh, you know, contact on email before you make a phone call, just making sure that you have a number of points of contact before you sort of ask for that sale. Number two is don't make it all about you. Make it how it can help them and benefit them. Number three, borderline, I know that it confuses number one, but give them enough information for them to be able to make a decision you know, not too much information about yourself. Number four is don't assume that no reply means a no. So be persistent and keep going and make sure you also contact different buyers again and again. You cannot just keep with the same buyers. You want to constantly um, be contacting new ones as well. And number five is don't, you, you need to invest in trade shows and markets to be seen. So if you're a brand, if you're looking to grow your wholesale um, revenue stream, if you're looking to expand in that way, these are things that make sure that you're not doing. So if you want to expand on your wholesale and you want to add wholesale as a stronger revenue stream in your business, make sure you grab my top 10 tips for wholesale in your brand. You can grab it on my website and I'll put the link in the show notes now. Hope you enjoyed the episode and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Lotco Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes as they are released. And I'd be so, so grateful for a review on Apple Podcast. If you would like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today, please jump onto my website at thelotco.com.au forward slash podcast. Have an amazing week and I look forward to chatting to you again soon. Mm-hmm.